Hey everybody, it's Dr. C back with our next podcast. Now, some of you might be wondering why on earth I created a podcast about crying. Who does that? Well, next month, August, I'm going to be starting a course to become a certified trauma coach. So I've been doing a lot of reading and talking about trauma. Now, when you're dealing with trauma, there are a lot of tools available to help heal. And crying is one of them. So let's get into it. As I'm sure you know, there's a lot of debate about crying, and the internet is full of articles about the benefits of crying. Some of these benefits are stress relief, catharsis, or emotional release, and activating a relaxation center, which is the peripheral nervous system. Crying is said to be important, especially for trauma survivors. In one of my favorite books, Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving, Pete Walker talks about crying as one of the four important steps in the healing process. The other three steps are angering, verbally ventilating, and feeling. And certainly when people cry, especially after a particularly traumatic event, they do feel emotional relief. Now, the problem is in our society, a lot of parents, a lot of adults, a lot of caregivers shun crying. They see it as a sign of weakness. Some kids are punished for crying. Some kids are bullied for crying. But crying is a really important tool to be able to cope with a lot of the realities of life. One way that I imagine crying is it's similar to pulling a thorn out of our skin. You know, if you're walking along on a deck or in the grass and you step on a thorn, right? Well, having a painful life experience can be thought of like an emotional thorn in our heart. As we walk through life, the thorn elicits pain. So crying is like pulling out that emotional thorn. So of course, when you pull out a thorn, there's a little wound there, it bleeds a little, but once you remove it, it can start to heal. If you don't remove it, it just gets embedded further in the skin and it can get infected. Now, sometimes these thorns are very small and heal in a short period of time. Some of them are huge. And then you have to go to a doctor or sometimes even a surgeon to remove this. But at least the healing has begun once it's removed. Now, in the case of emotional thorns, it might take a friend, a self-help book, therapist, life or trauma coach, or some other health professional to help you remove it and heal it. On the flip side, not being able to cry is likened to leaving a thorn in place. If you don't attend to it, if you ignore it, if you try to tough it out, not only is it going to keep hurting, but it could get infected. And over time, it can cause sepsis. Sepsis meaning an infection in the blood that requires hospitalization, antibiotics. It can cause not only severe brain damage, but death if it's ignored long enough and not treated. So what I'm trying to say is it's important to get those thorns out, those emotional thorns. And one of these important tools is crying. So it's very important to cry. And listen, I'm not saying cry at every little thing, every time something happens, but sometimes we just need to cry. Now, what if you can't cry or your inner critic is so strong that you just don't want to cry? 
What if you can't seem to get out that emotional thorn? Are there other ways to remove it? Well, keep in mind that there are both psychological and medical reasons that people cannot cry. In the blog on my website, I actually have a link to a really good article about some of the medical reasons that people are unable to cry. Even some medications can result in the inability to cry. And of course, if as a child you were bullied or abused or threatened for crying, then you're probably not going to be able to cry. There'll be this internal defense mechanism that just kicks in and prevents it. And the problem with that is sometimes that crying turns into anger. And then you get angry and frustrated at people instead of crying. You just carry that emotional weight instead of letting it go. So if crying is a tool to help release emotional stress, well, it seems logical that other tools to relieve emotional stress can also help the emotional wounds. That's why it's important to work with a therapist or a trauma coach. There's a great way to heal. I know in my case, art therapy has been fantastic. It allows my subconscious to bring out things that otherwise I wouldn't be able to bring out. Other ways include movement. You know, when you're frustrated or triggered, you can go for a walk, you can go for a drive, you can call a friend. You know, all those things are good ways to help pull that thorn out. Talk with a good friend, one who's going to boost you up in a healthy way. Volunteering is another way for us to help heal an emotional wound. A lot of times when we volunteer, we just feel good about giving back. Sometimes when we're volunteering, we see other people who have gone through things similar to us and we heal through our interaction with them. And of course, I can't stress enough self-care. Self-care is so important in life in general, but particularly in healing painful life experiences. Now, the subject of self-care is a very big one. And if I try to talk about it here, this, this podcast is going to be way too long. So I'm going to go into more detail about those in a further, in a future podcast. Now, in summary, crying is a very important and valuable tool. But if you can't cry or don't want to cry, there are other ways to work through your stress and trauma. In, in fact, if you're a survivor of tra childhood trauma, I would recommend Pete Walker's book, Complex PTSD, From Surviving to Thriving. He has so much information in there. He was a survivor of childhood trauma. Even if you're PTSD is not caused by childhood trauma. I highly recommend it. He gives a lot of great advice in there. A lot of great tools. Another really good one is the Complex PTSD Workbook by Ariel Schwartz, PhD. I have links to both of these books on my blog. Of course, you can find them in Amazon or most bookstores. And these are super valuable if you're dealing with any kind of PTSD. And just another quick note, a lot of people associate PTSD with something like a soldier at war, but PTSD is from any trauma. It could be a domestic abuse situation. It could be a childhood abuse situation, sexual trauma, 
witnessing a horrific event, you know, people who were affected by 9-11, that's a trauma. People who are affected by gun violence, that's a trauma. People who are robbed, people who are raped. There's so many different ways trauma can show up. And another important thing that I want to say is it's important not to trauma compare. Of course, some people are going to have much worse trauma than us. And there are some people who are going to have much less trauma than us. But trauma is trauma. So please don't be afraid to heal your trauma because you think or someone in your environment thinks it's not a big deal. Only you know whether or not it's a big deal. And let's keep in mind that life isn't about what happens to us, but how we respond to what happens to us. It's important to not go through life being a victim. There are tools, there are helpers, there are healers out there. So make the choice to heal. Make the choice to be a survivor. And when you do make the choice to be a survivor, I highly recommend working with a trusted therapist and coach particularly those who have knowledge and experience working with trauma survivors. I personally have worked with a number of therapists. I've worked with talk therapists, art therapists. There's so many options out there. Find the one that jives with you best. Some trauma survivors like the EMDR therapy. You can Google that on the internet. Um, I personally have benefited quite a bit from art therapy just because I love art. The important thing is when you're healing from trauma, you want to look for the helpers. You want to build a good support network and fill your toolbox with a variety of tools to get you through your triggers, to get you through life so that you can break the cycle. I mean, you don't want to be a trauma survivor and then create trauma for those in your environment. You want to heal it so that the trauma cycle can stop. So, my call to action today is go grab a journal and find a quiet space. Just sit in that quiet space to clear your mind for about five minutes. Then write in your journal for about 10 minutes and just let the words flow. Don't worry about, you know, don't worry about punctuation and vocabulary and any of that stuff. Just write. And if you don't like writing, consider doing an audio or video blog about it. You know, just to yourself, not necessarily to publish, although if you want to do it, that's great. The point is, just sit in a quiet space, take a quiet five minutes, and then journal for 10 minutes. And then take it from there. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening through to the end of this podcast. I really hope it helps you on your journey to an enjoyable life. If you or someone you know would like to work with me to help you develop healthier habits, you can contact three, me through my website at infuseyourfuture.com and we'll start a conversation because I love co-creating better futures with people that are motivated to build a better life for themselves. Thanks for listening and stay tuned because soon I will have my first guest speaker as uh, one of my future podcasts coming up.